and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Spiridis. And Katie. Happy Friday. How are the people doing? Good. I kind of like this. Uh, again, it's like a morning recording time. Uh, probably as short-lived as we get closer to the season. It's probably going to be late nights again. But um, I know... PMAC, you were at the wild game last night I saw, which is normally our recording night is Thursday nights. So we had to call an audible and move to Friday. Yeah. Shout out Aaron Wiederhoft, a big fan of the program. Um, we're a big fan of him. His birthday is actually today. So happy birthday, Aaron Wiederhoft, also known as Wiener. Um, yeah. So happy birthday to him. He uh he won some tickets and I was a special guest. So uh, shout out to him and thank you for bringing me the wild game. However, what a crappy game last night. I don't know if you were watching. Uh, wild did not come to play uh, kind of on brand for Minnesota sports right now. I did see the uh, the goal that was kicked in and everybody's like up in arms about it being kicked and, and it it probably should not have counted. But if you if you let that in as a professional goalie, it you deserve to get scored on. Like he kicked it from like the face off dot. So like if you can't make a play on that, then you deserve it. It's one nothing. You deserve to be scored on. Then like let's regroup and move on. Yeah, the first period. Um, the first period was exciting. There's like I don't know four or five goals or something. Uh, second period was an absolute sleeper. Uh, and then I ran into some rectangle pizza in the third period. So that uh, that was the highlight of my evening. So let's go there quick, just quick, quick. Um, I know you you've been wanting to try that. Was it was it good? Was it average? Like where where did that fall? So uh, I so I assume is it the same rectangle pizza? Did they they now have a location or did they just kind of call it like rectangle? I guess I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, a, a friend of mine from college owns rectangle pizza in the North Loop um, or wherever, Minneapolis, downtown or somewhere downtown. I have not been there yet, which is uh, I apologize, Alex. I, I should have been there um, a lot sooner, but I'm very rarely downtown or even north of 494. Uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, I just want to make sure this is the same affiliation because they, because I have confirmed rectangle pizza. So I, assume send, me the a, link. send me the link. I'll look, um, I'm doing it on my other computer. Um, look up rectangle pizza, XL energy center. Um, so I assume they're they're They, they, it has to be the same thing. Otherwise, I don't know, a, a lawsuit could be on somebody's hands because it's literally called Rectangle Pizza and your buddy's place is Rectangle Pizza. So I assume he has some sort of naming rights protections. I don't know. Um, regardless, uh, it, it was it was good, especially for XL Energy, like, you know, like. Not in the restaurant, not in the actual restaurant where the real pizza ovens are. Um, it was, it was, um, it was good. It was good. And I'm sure even at the restaurant, I'm sure it's even better. Yeah. This, this, I, I, I'm assuming this is it cause it's spelled the same. Um, and so well, I guess correct us if we're wrong, if this is like, uh, 
some sort of dupe here, but um, yeah, light me up if I'm wrong, but it was good. It was good. Yeah. uh, And speaking of food, I think we're both wearing the old Southern barbecue sweatshirt, new sponsor, old Southern barbecue, new, new partner. Um, also got the hat on here. So they've sent some swag, uh, sweatshirt, super comfortable. We talked about it in the, in the last episode and, um, you know, shout out to those guys for sending us some goodies. It's, uh, it's been fun getting gifts in the mail. Um, you know, once a week, it feels like. Yeah, you were talking about how soft these sweatshirts are, and I hadn't actually put it on. I was doing more of like an unboxing, uh, I believe, in the last episode. Um, yeah, no, this sweatshirt is a cloud. It's a cloud. The uh, t-shirts are good, too. Okay, I haven't, um, I haven't worn it. Can we I, jump back to the XL, XL Energy Center for a second? Okay, we are in the XL Energy Center. We're in the XL Energy Center. We're in there. Not I we weren't, but I was came across because we like we love food. I came across a post on Instagram as one does. Um, Instagram is by far my favorite platform and really the only thing I spend my time on. Um, I came across the account MN Wild Chef. And he's the executive. He's a beauty. He's a beauty. I follow him too. What? I follow him too. He's a beauty. He's got a great Instagram. What a dream job. Yeah, no so shit. I, the post I came across was, he was like, shout out deep dish. Here's another deep underscore underscore dish for a private dinner on the Minnesota wild ice. Like put that on our list because that. I think they said like it might be it was maybe a proposal. Did you see that post? I did. Because I'm obsessed right now. And I'm like, I think they said something about like it maybe was like a family dinner for like a proposal, which in which case, wow. Um hopefully she said yes. Like a wild bites MN, which they kind of put all the 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 food of the XL Energy Center. If I'm just like late to the game on this, let me know. But they literally had a seated table with a private dinner on center ice. And I'm like, that put that at the top of our list because that would be such a cool experience. Um or like, mark I, that down. I don't know if Ted like I, your four anniversary. I don't know if Ted follows the guy and, and all their stuff. Um I've been following him for a while. He's a beauty, and yeah, you said it, dream job. Like, yeah, I'm uh, the executive chef for the wild, and I just post about the food we're making and creating, and he's so doing he stuff. Does, he does the he does the food for the players and staff, and and I and assume he, so. Or and he then he's like creative in like they're updating the concessions and and food offerings around the rink which is rectangle was one of them. And they've got like a deli and they got a this and they got a that burgers. Um, he probably does like, and they probably do private events and they probably do. Yeah. Like pre family. He probably is responsible for what are they serving on club level? How, what are we doing for? Cause I mean, like if you think about it essentially as a catering company club, like sweets are probably essentially like catering, you know, yeah. and you can order, I think in the sweets you can order stuff. Got it. Different okay. Then, like, what they serve on like n- club level and like concessions, obviously. So he's mm-hmm. probably in charge of those like menus and being like, okay, 
suite number 208 is getting this. Got it. But yeah, hey, I know your I know your mom listens to the show. If your dad, you know, retires in the I next know. 30 years, because I know it's not gonna be anytime soon, um, yeah. you know, write it down. I'm sure he'd love that to be that his. would be so fun. And like I think he probably, yeah, is responsible for their their lunch or their post-game meal if they you know, defeating the away team, maybe. Who knows? Never know. Yeah, but that's gonna be hot. Yeah, yeah, no, he's got a cool Instagram though. Um and yeah, it's act. He's really active. Yeah. So I've been following him too. Um, but yeah, back to, um, back to OSB quick before we start talking lacrosse. I know this has turned into a food episode. Um, OSB couple updates here. Um, I know I was ranting and raving about the prices, uh, about, you know, for the rubs, their, their apparel, it's, it's, it's super affordable. Well, shout out to them. They're giving us a discount code for down the alley nation DTA 15 DTA capitalized one five uh 15% off anything you order on their site. So shout out to everybody at OSB. Um they're supporting down the alley nation. Go out there, try their stuff. You get another couple bucks off or you know, 15% off, you know, whatever, uh, depending on how much you're gonna drop. Um and uh Ted, I, they confirmed, I think you saw their turkey dinner. Yeah. So speaking of strong pricing, competitive pricing, uh, and they didn't, uh, honestly, I was just kind of looking at the site and I saw this. They're doing a whole Thanksgiving dinner, kind of catered Thanksgiving dinner. I believe, I don't have the site pulled up, but. Which I also didn't know when I suggested that two weeks ago or whatever. I totally did not know they did that. Yeah, so they, um. They have a, a full, you can get a, just a turkey, smoked turkey, or you can do the full dinner and legitimately solid pricing. Like, I think it's cheaper than maybe going to the grocery store and doing it yourself. Um, I mean, depending on where you shop, but uh, I, I think it was like 129 bucks for a, you know, 12 pound turkey, which, you know, feeds a roughly 12 people. Uh, maybe more. Um, and then all the sides and, you know, bread and all that kind of stuff too. So obviously I get Thanksgiving is a lot of times an opportunity for people to cook and they enjoy that process. But if you're, if you're not into that or you don't have the time to do it, or you're hosting kind of a last minute could be a nice option and pretty cost effective option to getting a Thanksgiving meal at a great restaurant uh, that has solid food and, uh, you know, not going to break the bank. Yeah. I looked into, they like partner with a, a farm down in Cannon Falls. And I actually like looked into it and was like, I think we might get our turkeys from there. Might go down. They've got like a little market and I'm like, I'm big into local and big into like small farming. And that might be where the PMAX get their turkeys from. Maybe not the practice turkey, but uh, actually we might do practice chickens because they're smaller. What do you mean uh, practice? We're gonna practice the deep fried one before we oh, do it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta get some wraps. Twist my arm. I'm sure Ted'll come help eat it. Um, yeah, smoked turkey dinner DTA fifteen. Get you fifteen percent off. And Ted's rocking the hat. I've got one here. Uh, we're gonna. They sent us a few hats. We're gonna give one of them away. 
Uh, all the rules will be posted on Katie's favorite social media, Instagram. Uh, you know, sauce us and them a follow, share, like, and subscribe. Is that usually the rules? Maybe I throw a comment in there. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't set these promos up usually. Katie or, or Ted or JP. I don't know. Somebody will set this up. Uh, we're gonna give a hat away. Uh, and it'll be announced. I don't know next episode on yeah. Instagram, something like that. Yep, it'll be probably be announced on Instagram. But we'll announce it. Oh, we'll give someone a shout out on the on the uh, podcast as well. Awesome. Well, shout out OSB. Check them out if uh, if you're in need for I don't know a turkey dinner or just some rubs or if you just want a soft cloud sweatshirt uh, that has a pig on it because I don't know it's comfortable. Um, but yeah, we're we should probably mix in a little lacrosse. I know Ted. Sounds like you might have a couple, a couple of things. I don't know if it's a rant. I don't know if it's lacrosse. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Hopefully the listeners are too. Um, what do we, what do we I, got this uh, week? Yeah. Since it's still kind of off season, there isn't a ton going on. Uh, Try to ask the listeners for questions they might have for, uh, you know, for us or for lacrosse related podcast. And, um, couple people reached out sent me some stuff and this first one was interesting i'm 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 interested to hear your your guys thoughts on this but they said do minnesota kids struggle to compete at the division one level that's a pretty big generalization minnesota kids i mean that's a large group um but they to kind of provide for some context they followed up and kind of said but i don't want to you know, load the question too much. It kind of said, it feels like even some of the best players from Minnesota go and like, even have a hard time getting on the field. Um, and, and so that was kind of their, their thought. They're not a coach. Um, they're a, they're a parent, um, that asked this. So they don't maybe don't have a ton of experience like in the game, but have seen their kid play. And we're just curious. All right, Katie and I, let's take a let's take a stab at it. Um, super general question. Can I say it depends? Can I say it depends? Or is that or is that uh, such, such a thing you would say? Um, who I would or or people would? You would. So if we're if we're looking at the division division one level, yeah, yeah, it is tough. It is hard. It is hard. Because we're not a quote unquote hotbed. And generally speaking, you know, they, um, you know, our players go all in on the cross, maybe later than a quote unquote hotbed area might. Um, and, 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 and typically we're, you know, when a kid goes D1, they're going out of the state and going into their territory, you know, different part of the country and, and playing with more higher level players where they were the guy or the gal in Minnesota. And now they're just, they're just, uh, you know, they're just one of the pieces of the puzzle. So yeah, I don't, I don't think many typically, right. Generally speaking, most of the time, yeah. Minnesota players aren't going to the division division one level and dominating. I agree. I think the short answer to the question, because I believe the, sh- the question was, do they struggle? Right. Was that the original? Like that yeah. was the original yeah, I would say, yeah. I don't think they necessarily struggle to keep up. 
I think they do just fine skill wise. I think the struggle comes from from a like a so social sociological perspective of like the coach might not have the best or not the best. That's the wrong use of the word. Um, the coach might not know you as well. The coach might have a, a stronger rapport with the kids that are from that area and have known them for a while. It seems like, uh, like PMAC said, like just because we're kind of late to the game of the lacrosse aspect, I think we're kind of late in the game of like, the coach just doesn't know you as well. The coach hasn't grown up with you, hasn't grown up seeing you play, hasn't grown up seeing and talking to your, your club coaches. Not that club really matters, but I think it's just a matter of like the community is so strong out there and we're trying to permeate those walls of like, we're kind of an outcast because there's less of us out there. Like, I don't think they struggle to see the field because they're not any, they're, they're worse. So I actually think it's not the lacrosse aspect. I think it's more of just the social dynamic of us coming in late to the game. And there's more factors like, you know, Always. you could be, you could be a, a New York guy or gal and go to a division one school in New York, 30 minutes away, 20 minutes away from your house. If you, if we, a Minnesota player wants to go to a school in New York, you're going across the country. So you're across the country from your parents. You're, you know, you don't have the kids you grew up with out there. Um, so yeah, you're right, Katie. There is other factors socially, um, different cultures there. Um, but on the flip side, you know, we have seen players earn roles too. Again, your 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 number one goal scorer in Minnesota might have a completely different role at the Division One level. And that's okay, yep. but they not, might not necessarily dominate on the stat sheet. I don't know. What are your I thoughts? I also think then? that the game is just a little different. The game's a little different in Minnesota. So, like, for boys, I feel like like it's just kind of that that old ad just, just kind of like they're bred a little different out there. I think it's just there's a lot of catching up to do. I think that's a really great way to put it. Of like, I feel like girls, really again, generally, girls have done better at the division one yeah level. like i just feel like it's just a whole kind of different yeah culture that we have to fit into and like you almost have to like assimilate to the the social things and game perspective it's not that they're not good at lacrosse i just think it's like there's a little bit of different nuance on the way they play the game out there for the girls i think it's just faster and and more aggressive like aggressive and physical maybe the boys is a little more physical too so it's like learning those nuances that just it it's just going to take the time to pick up yeah, yeah what are I, your thoughts yeah i um i i agree with both of you i think the answer the short answer is yes um, and it's the long answer for me. I think the two things, uh, one is kind of what you guys touched on, like the immersion of lacrosse. Like you talk about, like, if you're learning a skill, like maybe let's talk about like language, <clears throat> excuse me. And you live in a household where they speak that language from the day that you are born, you're going to learn that language versus when you're, 18 and you're trying to learn a new language going through the teach like a teacher doing it or like a class or a course it's going to be a lot harder to learn that language 
I think the same thing happens at the really high levels of sport where in Minnesota, maybe now a little bit it's starting, but up until this point, nobody really was born into a family that was talking the lacrosse language from day one. Like, you got to play. Here's a stick. You know, you come out of the womb. You don't get a lacrosse stick. You get hockey skates in Minnesota. Maybe a football, maybe a basketball, maybe a baseball. But you're not getting a lacrosse stick. Again, now as some of us, kind of this first generation of Minnesota players have kids and we're getting our kids into it, it's helped. But you're going into a place where people have had generations of lacrosse players and like that that's the language they speak. And so there is an aspect of catching up and just playing at what, what, what is learned in the high school level here in Minnesota might be just naturally given to them early as a youth player, as a kid. Uh, and the skill level is just higher. Then you have the second aspect of whether this is lacrosse or anything you go from, you know, the, the, the pool size shrinks and you're playing with a much higher level sample size at a division one program. I mean, these are the best players in the entire nation, you know, your high school, you know, if you dominate at your high school, then you're playing with 20 other kids who dominated at their high school. And so just because you're big, strong, fast doesn't really matter anymore at the division one level. Everybody's big, strong, fast, intense, competitive, and skilled. So what separates you? So I think those two factors, um, I don't think it's the first kind of comment I made was probably more Minnesota specific of we just haven't been immersed in it. But then I think the second one is just general too. When you go up a level, it changes. You're, you're going to struggle. Uh, and then, you know, if you go on to play in the pros, like the best division one players don't just dominate in the pros either. Some do you No, know, those are unique talents, but um, so, yes, I think we've seen on the boys side and, and maybe on the, I think you were right. PMAC, the girls have fared a little bit better at the division one level, but it seems to be that division two division three has been the place where Minnesota players have found the most success like early on or like over the long run, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a kid can't do it or you shouldn't aspire to it. But I think the stats show probably more high level division two, division three and less division one. Uh, maybe that will change in a few years. And that, right. Like you said, that makes sense too. Like, yep. cause you're, uh, uh, you're, you're, Pushing yourself to the highest level, you know, maybe your sweet spot is lower, you know, whatever. Yeah. So what's the next one? What else we got? Yeah. Uh, one from the the Mrs. PMAX source on Twitter. Will Care 11 announce the lacrosse playoff seedings like they're currently doing in football? Uh, I'm going to guess no. No, um, literally no. I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to go with no. But I think this was said in jest. Um, maybe, and- maybe this is something we could do. I don't know. I'm gonna have to take a look at it because I didn't see it, but I'm gonna go with my gut and my gut's screaming no, but maybe it's yeah. something we could do. And I know that this was a sarcastic question from the source. Um, and anyone who I, I think something we have to accept as a lacrosse community is that the powers that be 
that make decisions around what happens in our sport, whoever you want to point that finger to, care zero about lacrosse. So let's just, you know, I we hear every year we hear the state tournament needs to be at TCO. We hear this, that, and the other thing about, you know, all the injustices that lacrosse faces. Can I, can I throw out a rumor mill? Throw out a rumor mill. Rumor mill. Rumor mill. It's there. There. It, it, it's up. I'm not saying because I don't know. Again, this is this is early stages. But I'm saying the 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 state tournament location is being looked at. Things are things are being looked at. I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to U.S. Bank next year because I would. I would bet against that. I would bet yeah. against that. However, I I'm hearing. I'm hearing things are being looked at. I'll leave it Great. at that. I'll, I'll leave yeah. it at that on that. No, that that's a, a actually a huge step. The fact the fact that and that depends who's looking. If this is just Joe Schmo, right? Um, or Dad Power Dad One and Power Dad Two looking at it, probably not going to make a difference. But if real decision makers and people that can make change are looking at this, that's a huge step. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, but no, yeah, I think maybe we do need to have a selection show. We kind of do that. Um, it, there isn't really, we don't get that information. We don't get the seedings before they get posted on Twitter. So like everybody who's like, you know, at their computer sees the seedings when we see it, but uh, we could, you know, we certainly break them down. Hey, maybe um, we can get a source on the inside and, and, you know, we, yeah, anything's possible. Yeah, but you know it, it's a losing battle mentally and emotionally to compare lacrosse to football, hockey, baseball, basketball. We're not there yet. It's a back burner sport. Uh, our our goal should be to just continue to, you know, make the sport better, get involved, you know, do as much as we can, and hopefully, you know, at some point, you know, we get some of the limelight. But we'll see what happens. Um, this one's interesting. What do you see as the most exciting developments or trends in lacrosse today? That's a great question. Um, probably a, a separate episode, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so very, that's a tough question, right? It's a, it's very, you could, you could take it a lot of different directions. You could take it apparel, you could take it gear, you could go, you know, different leagues. Um, mine was sticks for the girls. All right, Katie, go stick technology. Yeah. Just like, and like the use of like different sticks group is being so needy today. Um, like just like more, yeah, advanced and like attention to it yeah no that's uh i didn't even think about that that's a great one stick technology in women's uh lacrosse for sure yeah i think that's made a bigger difference than you know maybe the average fan would even think like the girls stick technology specifically in the heads has i would think again i'm not a, a women's lacrosse player but from i i watch enough of it i believe it's made a huge difference would, would you not yeah. agree like the probably like five years ago, STX kind of came out with the like the defender stick and the attacker stick. And I don't think there was really that much difference. But now there is like a draw control stick. It's kind of controversial. Like 
you know, and like, I just think in, in general, I'm not even really talking about that, but I'm talking about the, like, the uh, kind of like introduction of mesh or the, you know, the, I love the leather ladder pocket that like the, like they're kind of made, they're kind of handmade. I know Lavin used to hand make them, I'm pretty sure. And like introducing that kind of stuff. And there's way more just like fiddling that you can do. I still would love to see the girls, myself included, be more apt to learning how to adjust stick stringing. But like, there's just so much more like oomph behind it and like evolution for the women's game. And like, it just allows so much more ball control and player or uh, position specific a little bit. And like I said, it's kind of changing the whole draw with the introduction of the draw stick um, and just allowing so much more growth to happen. I think. I think for the boy side and, and this also blends and bleeds over to the girl side because they've made their game much faster as well. The speed of the game um, in between whistles um, now at the youth game, it's, it's quick restarts. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're not five yards out of the way, that's on that player and they, they get the penalty. Like you're the, the, the team getting the ball isn't penalized for being ready to go and going. So I think that'd be my favorite thing. That was a great question off the top of my head uh, would be speed of the game, making it faster. The girls game has gotten so much faster over the last five years, probably. And and the boys, um, the, the quick restarts with the five yards, you know, delay a game penalty, um, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. The, the couple that, I, that came to mind for me, one was they're both kind of related to exposure of the game. So one is the work to get lacrosse on major networks, ESPN, you know, NBC, whatever, um, and try, you know, I know it's kind of more PLL and like division one focus, but, um, you know, that, that is probably the top level, that is the top level of lacrosse. So getting that, you know, on TV, trying to like get good time slots, you know, I know that ESPN and big 10 network have done a good job of having like a Sunday night, 6 PM game, or, you know, a Friday night, 7 PM game, instead of everything at four or two, I love like the two o'clock game or whatever, but you know, it's, uh, they've done a better job of trying to get lacrosse into like a primetime slot. So I think that helps expose people to the game and, and watch a high level game. Uh, I think both- the best thing that came out of COVID was the localized streams too, for, yeah. you know, everything from high schools to, you know, your D twos and D threes. Yeah. Um, that and, was and huge. huge. The high school streams for COVID have been like so yeah. unreal. Yeah. And oh. I was, Ted and I were doing that for a couple years, even before COVID. And then, and then after COVID, yeah, yeah, after a year or two after COVID, and uh, we had we had people tuning in literally all around the world because a grandparent would be in Europe and they would be yeah. tuning in and watching the game. So um, yeah. that was I, you know, obviously coaching's fun. Um, you know, being a, a a director of lacrosse things is not always fun. Um, being on streams talking about lacrosse and and just being you know just buzzing. Uh, behind a mic like we do on the podcast doing it for games that was one of the more fun things i don't know i think we've done together ted agreed um honestly if any 
coaches or schools are listening to this and they want a stream set up, like we're, we're trying to set up a, like a streaming service. Cause this is, again, this is a completely different topic, but there just needs to be a better situation around live streaming high school across games in Minnesota, not looking for ESPN quality, but can we get better than RoboCam? Is there a happy medium where a couple of guys, couple of gals get on the stream, know the players? I'll, I'll digress, but that that's if you're a school or a coach and you're looking for better tech or better streaming or coverage of your team, please reach out down the alley podcast at gmail.com. There's got to be some kids up in all these schools that love the tech. Like I know in my class, 2007 go Jags, like there was a kid who did all of the cameras. Like he was the guy to cameras at the time we had the TV carts. He was the one he worked for Bloomington educational channel he was at the hockey game setting all that up. He actually went on to be, I believe he is an NFL cameraman now. Yeah. Like I, I at least know he he was doing that out of college. I think like I don't think I see him on, on Facebook anymore because again, I only go on Instagram. But like he was doing NFL Vikings, because he's from Minnesota, cameras that I'm like, there's gotta be some kids who that's their passion being behind it, like running video stuff, figuring out the tech that it's like, this is a chance for them to be an entrepreneur. South Suburban, you know, is there some, some kids up in Prior Lake, Lakeville, Shakopee that can start their own little business and buzz around all the South Suburban schools and set up their own little equipment and figure it out. Like they can figure it out more than I can. The tech, I don't think is the issue. I I think there's kids in my daughter's second grade class. That yeah, can, yeah, uh, that can set up a camera. Live stream at this point in 2023, like they were born into the digital age. Um, I think it comes down to like permissions and production. Yeah. Uh, setting up, getting the right spot, understanding, getting the players names, like producing a, like a real, you know, a real stream where there's somebody discussing the game knows the players uh i will say game time media does a great job uh and probably the best at it right now where they they actually like they will have the person that's streaming and like the vocal like the play-by-play they will come down to the field before the game talk to the coaches hey how do you pronounce this player's name you know and at least at least the 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 couple times that i've seen it they'll say hey you know these are the people that we've have as like notable players uh, you know, this player's chasing a record, uh, that kind of stuff. So like they do, they do make a really great effort. And as far as the camera work in the stream, great job. So yeah. keep it kept them. maybe they can do more, maybe more schools can adopt their, uh, their services. Uh, but there's a lot that still are just using a huddle cam and I don't know, maybe it doesn't really matter. Maybe that's a competitive advantage to some schools. They like that. Cause then, coaches at Farmington and prior Lake can't watch their games. I'm going to get the film anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but you know, I it, have to work a little bit harder. Maybe that's something that they like, you know, a little bit more like a power thing, a control thing. All right. Um, I'm going to jump in on this. Sorry. I keep jumping in on your points and <clears throat> I'm taking you off course, but okay. that's something I've learned in my two years of coaching high school lacrosse. These coaches are freaking weird with their film. 
how is it not like college lacrosse where you post all your film? Yep. I don't know. I don't There's know. so many X factors. That's the wrong use. Like out, outlying factors that go into a game that it's like they're high school kids. You are not going to get the same team on any given day against any given team. Like they are, these kids have so much going on in their lives. So it's the film, in my opinion, doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, I, we disag- I it, disagree. Film does matter. Well, like but against the you other can have- team, I think it's important for us to watch ourselves. But if I'm looking at Rosemount's film against their Lakeville South game, like it's going to be a whole different game when, than when we play them. Yes, because they're going to have a different game plan against you. But it it not posting film to a shared whatever, or you have to post it to YouTube or a general consensus rule across the board that creates a competitive advantage of who's better at getting film. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting that at the college level and at the professional level, there's requirements in place to, there's a, there's a policy and a requirement to say, Every game that you play has to be posted on this exchange and everybody has access to the same information. So, hey, then it's on you as a coach to be able to analyze and interpret it and and put it into a game plan. You know, right. Some schools, I feel like, don't even look at film in the season. Correct. And that's on them. That's on them. You don't have to do film You don't have to look at it. Weird. Yeah, that's a good topic. Yeah, so... um, because the time it takes sometimes and the stress around like, oh, I hope I can get their film. I mean, I don't even have to deal with that. That shouldn't happen. It should just like, I agree. It should be at a at a, a common place and everybody puts it in there. And then whether you use it or not is up to you. Agreed. Uh, I have one more here. Um, this is my own personal question because I've been having multiple conversations about this in the last couple of days. Ooh, ooh, what do we got? How do we, as a Minnesota lacrosse community, high school lacrosse community, get a better system in place for awards and stat keeping? Specifically, I'll I'll provide context. Not necessarily selection of players for awards. I think that's fine. You know, there's always going to be politics involved and, you know, someone's going to get snubbed and all that, whatever, but more so a place where that is publicized uh, and is posted. And I've offered to a, a handful of people to say, if you send me the list of award winners for your section, for the state, for your conference, we'll create a page on DTA or a link to it or whatever um, of all those players. Uh, right now, it feels like the only way to know who wins those awards is going through Twitter and looking at the um, high school, every high school individually and being like, okay, and like piecing it together. I think, and this is my personal opinion, I think coaches... High school coaches love the control and the power of knowing and nobody else knowing. Like they want to post it for their social, which is cool. They should have first right to do that, but they don't want to post it because they like having the information and you don't have it. 
I honestly think there's a lot of power struggle there um, because I don't understand why there isn't a list ever posted of any of these. There literally needs to be like a Google Doc. I mean, yeah, I think maybe there we, is. I think we've struggled even in the past year, even in this past season of, of DTA, having like checking our facts to be like, no, did someone else break this in 1995? Like, I don't know. Like, there's yeah, no central. About- so, so that was okay. That was one of my clarifications. Are you just talking about quote unquote stats of award winners? Nope, nope. So, uh, sorry, I I hadn't finished my my thought yet. Okay. So that that's awards. So there needs to be some some a better uh a better publicis publicizing yeah. of award winners. Agreed. Next, next thought. Next thought. Stat keeping. Separate conversation. I've conversations I've had. I had somebody reach out. Hey, do you know if there's updated stats on this spreadsheet? A guy named Darren Nelson for years made like a master database of all boys lacrosse stats and was was very involved behind the scenes, like keeping that up. We had some people ask for stats. I sent that spreadsheet. Then they posted about it. And then the coaches association a particular person, the coach association was like, Hey, that's not the official stats. We have the official stats. So I said, okay, my, my apologies. Now that person has asked me again. I went to go send them to the coaches association and the website hasn't been updated since 2017. I don't even know who's in the coaches association anymore. So the, the word on the street is lax hub is the official stats, but you're, you're at the mercy of coaches actually putting correct stats in or doing uh, it at all. Nobody knows who, what, where, when, how, why of anything that's going on in lacrosse. And there's no really process around that. Okay. I've got, uh, I've got my thoughts and I think you, we were as a group kind of alluding to maybe the answer mm-hmm. um, in terms of awards. I, I don't think it's a power struggle. Um, or, or coaches hiding information. Um, I think it's lack of organization and lack of media coverage. And I know we're working our best to fill some of that void. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's more of a lack of organization. Like, I just don't think it's organized and they don't even have, you're right, Katie. They don't even have a Google doc of all the names of the award winners. And I think um, you read the publicity of it. I think it's like, oh, they won, and then that's that. It's like, no, we should really start pumping that. If Where, Mr. Uh, if Mr. Lacrosse and Mrs. Lacrosse and Mr. Goalie, like that ceremony is in the back of some garage yeah. and not like an actual real event, then the rest of the awards, it's like yeah, the you, section eight winners, like it's lost. It's lot, it's not you're right, it's not recorded. So, yes, I think I think. That could be a homework assignment to figure out, okay, how can we get that information from whoever's doing this and post it publicly to promote the the, the players and, and their accolades that they've earned? Um, can I interject? Go on. Yes. Um, so I, I, I'm, I, I apologize that the, the power struggle thing that maybe came off as like a generalization of all coaches. Where I've struggled, and this is kind of where that comment came from, where I struggled was I see schools and sections post all these winners, which is great. They should have the first right to do that for their program. 
I'll reach out to those coaches and say, Hey, can you get me a list so we can, so we know, or, and it's like, no, I'm not, I can't send it. I've had people say, no, I will not send it. Or I can't send it. I'm like, okay. That's too bad. That's really too I, bad. That is a power struggle. Why can't you send that? Or why are you not allowed to? Did somebody tell you you couldn't send it? Are you only doing that because you want the inform? Do you want people to see you? So that's how I took it. And maybe they just don't like me personally, which is and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, um, you hang uh, out with me on a regular basis, so yeah, I don't. They, they, that's oh, yeah. probably and, the main reason. Uh, so yeah, so that's that, that that's where the comment came from. But you're right. I think it's it's probably more to do with lack of organization slash process around the stats um or- yeah that was awards onto the stats because i've i've had separate discussions on this as well um s- stats are supposed to be on lax hub they're supposed to be uploaded coaches okay. are supposed to upload them the week of talk about a power struggle coaches hold, withhold the stats because Oh, you're worried about finding film? They think the stats, because they think coaches are so lazy, the only scouting they're doing is looking at, at the stats of their team. Oh, we're going to put a poll on this kid because he has the most goals. Okay, if if that coach is that lazy and that's all the scouting that they're doing, like you shouldn't be worried about that coach's scouting abilities then. Like, <laughs> post your stats. Don't post your Post, post your stats. stats. Like, don't they like add to them too? They like they like hedge the stats. Okay. Well. Okay. So yeah, uh, that's an accusation. That's a big. That's a big accusation. So I wouldn't be throwing that around loosely. But I think there needs to be a standardization of stats and stats. It's supposed you're supposed to publish stats. I think within 48 hours of your game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Here's and there's the there's a coaches all over the state that don't post their stats and talk about awards that affects your kids war awards. I think so, sometimes it's just because they maybe don't have a person in the organization to do it. The head yeah. coach is the person to do it. Yeah. That is oh. a requirement of having a head coach oh, at, at high school. And there's, there's a lot of coaches, you know, this isn't just new program, small community, trying to feel the team coaches not putting stats in this is big schools established programs not putting stats into lack sub and they will be the first ones to complain that their kids aren't getting credit or their team isn't getting credit for accolades whatever that is official awards dta shout outs whatever whatever and it's like how am i supposed to know i don't watch every single one of your games put your stats in and we can at least then have some idea of what's happening and who's who and um yeah there's no, there's just no process and that's why the, I asked the question I'm trying to have discussions with people and I've had some really good discussions I had a great discussion with John Junker yesterday who is involved in the coaches association he admitted that like yes there should be a better process and it's like he said that you know, they definitely need some help in that area on like keeping the website updated and the coaches association and they're open to ideas as well. So I don't know if other people listening have solutions, but um, first stats is, is the standardization. Like, do people just trust the huddle stats that huddle produces? Is everyone using huddle? Like, I don't, I, again, I come from one 
yeah program I, and i know a lot of programs do things differently is huddle kind of the standard like because they'll produce your stats yeah is, i would say that's probably how most people are doing it okay having a actual human recording stats i you know during a game you know how many how many people in each community can you hire to do stats for lacrosse i mean you could probably train somebody but if you want really accurate ones, you probably want somebody that knows what they're watching. You uh, you should either go back and do them via the film as the head coach, or I think you should have Huddle do them. Because, yeah. again, not to chirp parents, but half the parents haven't played lacrosse or don't know half yeah. the stats that they should be recording. Huddle is... I've noticed that there obviously are some errors, but it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's... And again, for a high school head coach that has a million things they have to do and are getting paid, you know, four grand to do it. Um, this could be one way to a, a, a meet me halfway type thing of like, at least get your huddle stats into Laxum and not just ignore it. Correct. I would agree. And I, I could live, I could live with huddle stats. Cause like you said, they're going to be close enough. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's an interesting conversation. I I'm not pointing fingers, I'm just kind of saying like we're a high school sanctioned sport since 20, 2007 or eight or whatever it was. And we don't even know who has the most career goals. Everybody's like, no, my guy does. No, my guy does. No, my guy does. And it's like, well, where's the list? Oh, they don't keep stats. They don't keep career stats. They don't keep your like, or it's like, you know, I, I don't know that my guy has the most assists this year. Well, it says zero on Laxup. Oh, yeah, I don't put those in Laxup. Well, then how are we supposed to know? It's just, yeah. it's funny how there's really no, even, an, there's not even an imperfect system in place. There's just no system for something that I would assume would be important. I don't know. Do they do it for other sports? Does hockey and football, do they have like a system in place or a database or do they just go, no, nah, whatever, doesn't matter, you know? I would I would think if I look up, um, you know, uh, a Mr. Hockey list. Um, you know, I'm going to find Grant Bessie's name somewhere on that list because he won Mr. Hockey in 2013, right? Like, yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm, I would assume that hockey and football and basketball and baseball at the MSHSL level, there's probably a database of stats. Like it's hard to even find who won the state tournament like four years ago, unless you actually, I've lived it. Yeah, well, I I so I will say, I will say, I'll raise my hand. I we're talking about the problems and the issues. I have not been a part of any solutions for these things. Um, yeah. so um, I'll raise my hand. I I we've identified some things. Um, so I I I I would imagine there isn't a lot of manpower, right, and woman power behind some of these things and just the overall coaches association in general and whatever. So I'm sure, I'm sure if you're looking to improve some of these things, I'm sure the boys and girls coaches associations um, uh, would, would, would appreciate some help. Yeah. And I did tell John and I'll make this known to anyone listening that I am willing to help in any way that the if there's like if it's a lack of somebody taking time to do it 
I at DTA am willing to to do my best with my skills that I have to help. I just you don't even know where the information lies and it's not been sent to me. So if someone can send me something, uh, I'm happy to start this process. But again, I understand there's there's red tape and political, um, you know, things that go on within the community. But I'm here to help with solutions. Like you're right, we have identified some some problems. We're here to help with solutions. That's what DTA is really here to do. We're trying to make lacrosse better in Minnesota and have it be covered better. Um, whether that's via just covering every you know the season, but also some of these other things that they do matter to kids and parents and coaches and programs. So uh, we're here to help. That was kind of a good little rant. I I I, I was coming into this. I I, I didn't know what Ted was going to talk about. You know, we went on some tangents on on different things. That's I, I, good good questions today, Ted. Thank you. Um, well, go ahead. Came listeners, some of them were personal. Um, you know, I I don't love just being a podcast that bitches about stuff all the time. I don't want to be that that podcast. Uh, but you know, when you don't have a guest and we're not in season, sometimes we have to have an episode like this where we discuss some of the things that I think might be holding our sport back. And hopefully somebody that's listening has a solution or is like, I have a great idea on how to fix that. And we're, we're all ears. We're here to promote that solution. If you have one. So uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. And DTA nation, we have everything from barbecue pitmasters to teachers, to coaches, to fans. I'm sure one of them has an idea on maybe each of these things. Yep. Um, is that all she wrote? Katie, any, any questions for us? No, no, I got nothing. Oh, okay. Well, I was just, I was just double checking. Um, all right. Keep an eye out for our hat giveaway. If you need some OSB rubs, make sure to use DTA 15 for a little 15% off. And, uh, we'll be back talking lax, talking food. Cause we love food. And, uh, I'm taking, I'm taking Katie pheasant hunting for her first time. Well, I've been to, I've been. Okay. Okay. We didn't go pheasant hunting. We went chucker hunting. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And we went, this will be your first time on kind of in the wild. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe next week. I'm we'll pretty sure. I don't think I've ever gone to, I don't know. Maybe I went as a kid. I don't remember. I know I've gone ice fishing and I never will go back. Okay. Well, yeah. This is going to be a lot different fishing. than ice fishing. This is going to be probably about the opposite yeah, of ice fishing. I have a vivid fishing. memory of going ice fishing and I thought it was the worst day of my life. Okay, well, opposite of worst. Hopefully, this is the best day of your you life. You know, the Spiridi's parents are trying about giving us experience. Every, we need to experience everything once. Okay, well, uh, we're taking Katie in the wild this weekend, so maybe we'll have a really we'll have a good update a good update on that next week. He's clearly resting up to go out tomorrow. All right, that's all she wrote. We'll be back.